0: Welcome to Season 2 of the Stephanie Humphrey Podcast. This season features our Biblical Teaching Segment, Study With Me, where we read through portions of the Old and New Testament, and Sip and Say with Stephanie, where you hear Stephanie's perspective on social issues, world events, and whatever is on her mind. Join us on Anchor FM, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and more on Thursdays at 10 p.m. Want to leave Stephanie a message? Go to our podcast on Anchor FM and click the message button, and you just might be featured on her podcast. Don't forget to like and share your favorite episodes. We look forward to engaging with you soon. Blessings. So again, welcome, welcome, welcome to Be Free Ministry Bible Study. I'm so excited that you have chosen to join us on tonight for us to share a word of the Lord on tonight, for us to chat about the Old Testament, for us to peruse through the life of Abram and Sarai and whose names are eventually changed to Abraham and Sarah, much easier to say, right? And so, so excited that you've chosen to join us. And I'm going to give a greeting to my um, YouTube channel um, before we get into the word of God. Actually, as I'm doing this, I'm going to go ahead and pray. God, we thank you. For this day. God, we thank you for your love. We thank you for your kindness. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for your glory. We thank you for your love. Hallelujah. We thank you for protecting us today and keeping us today and being with us today. Being our strong tower, the lover of our soul, everything we've needed today. You have granted it to us. And we say thank you, Lord. We don't take it for granted how you've chosen to bless us and keep us and watch over us, Father God. We don't take it for granted how you've chosen to bless our family and bless our friends god you're such a good god hallelujah there is no shadow of turning with you god you are the same yesterday today and forevermore and in that you are good hallelujah glory to god in that you are good and so i thank you god hallelujah for being so good for being so merciful, for being so kind. Hallelujah. You are an awesome God, and there is none that compares to you, God. So I thank you. Thank you so much, God, for who you are to us, God, for being our peace and our joy and the lover of our soul. Hallelujah. God, you're everything that we need. You are the great I am that I am. And I thank God I give you glory. In the... In the... You are welcome to do what you want to do. You're welcome to say what you want to say, God, as we have a discussion, you know, Bible study discussion about the life of Abraham and Sarah. Father God, we... Um, we say thank you, God. We can't thank you enough for your goodness towards us. Hallelujah! So we say thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah! I'm, I'm so, I'm so excited tonight. Um, I'll actually be bringing the word on Sunday to um, my mom, or at my mom's church for Mother's Day slash Women's Day. And I'm so excited about the word that God has placed within my spirit to share with his people on Sunday. It has really ministered to me. Um, it, it, that word has really ministered. It, it's, it, it has ministered to my heart and my soul. And I'm so thankful for the word that God has given me to share. And as we know, preachers and teachers, we are the first partaker of the word that we are to deliver to God's people. And I have truly been the first partaker of this word. It's it's amazing to me how we can read God's word over and over again. We can study God's word over and over again. And in that study over and over again, and in that word over and over again, we get new revelation. We get new insight, refreshing. We get transformation. We get a role. And I thank God for that. I was actually thinking about it this this evening, I was in the back room before I came right here to prepare for Bible study. And I was like, God, in, in different seasons, the word of God ministers to us in different ways. I want to say it hit us in different ways. because <laughs> That's how I feel it. It hits us In different ways, but God's word truly ministers to us in different ways, in different seasons and and not only in different seasons, but in different elevations of our life in different um I'm thinking about the different when I read the word as a teenager, and when I read the word as a young adult. Like it hits differently; it ministers ministers to me differently. I'm in a different place in my life right now, so God's word is transformative. Like it it, it was with us when we got saved. It was with us when we got it had to try as We matured in God at His trans in season. It heals us and delivers us and ministers to us for the length of our life. <laughs> from the length of our life, from the time that we are born, from the time that we accept Jesus as our Lord, from the time that we go through the changes and stages in life. The time God's word is at work in our lives. God's word is revelatory and new and refreshing in our lives. God's word works in our lives, again, it is transformative. And I thank God for it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We're going to get right into Bible study. Go ahead and grab your Bible, grab your journal, grab your writing utensil. So we're going to talk about Abraham and Sarah. And I'm actually going to go get my glasses. It was on my mind to get my glasses before I sat down (laughs) and I didn't. So I'm going to take a minute. So that I can see the word of the Lord. You know, I'm recognizing. Sometimes I feel like I need them, and other times I don't. But the Bibles that I have Bibles for years, meaning I got these Bibles when I was younger and my eyes were younger, so the small print was fine during that with my use. I've been with these Bibles for over over two. I don't know if this has been as far as twenty. I would say at least eighteen, somewhere around 17, 18 years, I've had these Bibles, and it's a little different. <laughs> Hallelujah. So let me get the Bible. Actually, I've had this Bible. I gotta pick it up now because I don't drop it. This is my goal. <laughs> It's still the word of God. It's broke, but it's still the word of God. So we're gonna start with Genesis 12. And look, you all, I'm not gonna read every I don't like the glare of my glasses, but it is what it is. I'm gonna I'm not gonna read every scripture. Uh, it says we're gonna go through Genesis 12 through um to think about me and his word. You know, you know Ham was 70 for him to move from from um Haran to um to Canaan. Um And, um, and so we know that Abraham's, you know, to be a man of wisdom, but I really, as I was looking at Abraham this go around, I really feel Abraham's selfishness, his, his, I would say that he loneliness and being uh, replaceable. And so I really felt that about Abraham as I studied him this time around and, and, and just the. The faith, you know, we know him to be a man of faith, but the faith that he had and how that didn't grow overnight, you know, long, long time or longevity, a long time in in walking with God and knowing God and being in touch with God, being in communion with God, um, that, that relationship of faith, that trusting, that reliance on God didn't come, you know, um, overnight in Abraham's life, like when he lied about Sarah being his wife, like there are moments where... Um, Abraham wavers in his faith, but there are moments where—well, we're not going to get to Isaac tonight in the sacrifice. Woo! But there were moments where he couldn't sin to do; he was going to do it. Our unless to his areas of growth. So I do want to—I'm starting to mission I love the way this reads um, in the old for the Old Testament because it worries, you know. So I I my. Haram had a son, but while Haram was still young, he died in Ur of the Chaldeans, the place of his birth. He was survived by Terah, his father. Meanwhile, Abram named married, excuse me, Sarai. Sarai, I don't know if it's pronounced Sarai, Sarai. I'm gonna just say Sarai, and then all of you Bible, um, Bible, correct my an this verb. Her other brother Haram. I actually like that name. Uh, verse 39, Sarai was not able to have any children. Verse thirty-one, Terah, his and Lot, his son Herons, uh, that was Herons, of the Chaldeans to go to the land of Canaan, stayed at Milifert, and died. Now, I, 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 I was looking at the father, like I'm wondering, um, was it too great of a, did they have children and didn't want to you know, bring the children or did Nahor get sick or did Milka get sick or did, did did they just decide to stay in Ur? But for whatever reason, Nahor did not go with his father. He could neither either him. Ah, uh, Sarai and Lot. Lot was it was his grandson, so he took his grandson with him. His dad had died, you know. There, uh, we'll get to that later. We'll get to that later. So they went to historical scholars that Tara was actually on the way to Canaan, but stopped in Haran, and for whatever reason was unable to continue. Maybe he got sick. Maybe um the journey was greater than he thought it was. We're we're not exactly sure, but either way. God commissioned Abraham as we're gonna read in verse twelve, or excuse me, chapter twelve, commanded Abraham. His name go on. Or in chapter 12, verse 1, leave your relative and your father's house and go. I will show you. I will cause you to become the father of a great nation. I will bless you and make me. I love it. I love it. I love it. And I will make you a blessing to others. I will bless those who bless you and curse those who curse you. All the families of the earth will be blessed. For a departed, as the Lord had instructed, and Lot went with him to Lot and all his wealth, his livestock, and all the people who had joined his household at Haran, and finally arrived in Canaan. How what pull from this is? transition to Abraham he told him to transition from the land that he had become familiar with that he had become comfortable with the land that his father had settled them in and there, and it talked about him leaving his relatives so there could have been other relatives it could have been some of Tara's brothers or uncles and aunts but for whoever it was God spoke the word to Abraham and told him to leave and abraham obeyed god now I'm just homebody If god tells them like look it's time for you to go move to a different city or move to a different state or move to a different country they'd be looking cross-eyed at god i'm one of them <laughs> god tells me to move to a different i might be in a different city now another And definitely, to another would have to have a he told him to go. He took his family. Abraham had a relationship with God. Him and God were on a what we call the first name basis. They knew each other. They commune with each other. They sup with each other. They talked with each other. They laughed with each other. They had a relationship. So it was nothing for God to say Abraham do, and then for Abraham to do, and so he took it and um. Uh, Came verse 10. At the time, there was able to wait it out. As he was approaching the Egypt, he said to Sarai, you are a woman. When the Egyptians see you, they will say, this is his sister, me well, because of you, and they will spare my life. Abram receiving a from On the other hand, we have Abram this to lie to feed feet so, take over his judder. He told his wife to lie. He encouraged his wife his wife to lie and his wife lied. And in doing that, Pharaoh did like like he told his wife what happened, Pharaoh Pharaoh to uh Which is verse fourteen? Sure enough, when everyone spoke of her beauty, when the palace officials saw her—that's what it was—I didn't think it was Pharaoh—they sang her praises to their king, the Pharaoh, and she was taken into his harem. Then, then Pharaoh gave Abraham many gifts because of her. She cattle donkeys, male and female servants, but they played pun Pharaoh's wife. And so no games with Abraham. He was like, look, I'm not going to have a Sarai committing adultery because you're afraid of these Egyptians. So God took matters into his own hand. He had to come and make the corrections. When we go astray, when we do our own thing, he had to come in and put, put things back in order. He's like, Abraham, why did you lie to me? Matter of fact, get your wife, yourself, and your stuff and move it on along. <laughs> That's the hip hop version, the hip hop version. <laughs> but Pharaoh did, Pharaoh to Abraham. He did, he 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 went and confronted Abraham about his, wife, like, why did you lie to me that this is your sister? Be angry with us. So he told them, Pack, um, Pharaoh then sent them an armed escort, Abram and his wife, and he sent them away. Because he was like, I don't have time to play with my and me. I'm like a little later, but not with this Pharaoh. Each, um, um Abram and Sarai and all of their uh household and their belongings they were sent away from Egypt so they traveled we were in chapter 13 now they went from Egypt and they traveled to Negev Negev was a desert um uh, from Hawaii, and verse for Abram it then they continued traveling by stages toward Bethlehem where so and AI let me read that again. To the place between Bethel and Ai, these were at their Lord. So as you continue to read in Chaham's life, having children and so his lap begin to grow, his household began to grow. folk that since so increased with the the birth block like, and the birthing of his household. So and then lots. Lot was given a portion, and so his um, his household began to grow. And so him and Abraham, they're dwelling in the land together. And of course, there there they there there are more of them than there is space. <laughs> so we a minute to get that out. There, are, there's more of them than there is space. So Abraham told him, like Lot, we need to separate. You need to go. You mind that believe. So he told uh, Lot to choose and Lot, you know. Um, Lord said, once Abraham said, so This is what the Lord said in verse 14 of in every direction. I am going to give all this land to you and your offspring as a permanent possession. And I'm going to give you so many descendants that, like dust, they cannot be counted. don't explore the possession. I am giving you. Then Abram moved his camp to the There he built an altar, the altar to the Lord. One thing I am or gave him revelation. He built an altar to mark that love between him and he would worship acknowledge that me and the lord I hate that about abraham i loved abraham's worship that he took relationship with the lord seriously he took god leading and guiding him seriously and so he built altars again to commemorate that moment in time that literally and not read into the region where abraham and lot were living and then there were four kings that joined together these five I don't know. my nose is itching these five kings and these four kings they came against the king. Let me look at his name so I can say it right. It. I had it in my mind, and it slipped. So let me look at it so I can give the phonemic pronunciation of his word, of his name, excuse me. Could K- K- Leomora. More, right again. You Bible scholars, help me out with my pronunciation. Um, they won this battle. In the midst of this battle, Lot was taken. His um, held all his king, but there was some. There was one of the servants. One of us escaped. Went to Abraham. Told Abraham about it, and so Abraham took his 300, or 315 of his men in his house and they sued after this king. And the king, um, they fought. You know the men. This particular king. Let me see if I can see if I can say his name correctly again. <laughs> they received. They battled his men. They won. Um, Abraham retrieved Lot. Retrieved all of Lot's possession. He. I keep wanting to call him Abraham by his name. The king said to him. Okay, so I'm. Um, I have my chills dead. Chapter of the King, this is this King K. We'll call him King K. Give back the worship. But you may keep for yourself all the goods you have recovered. So Abraham and his men, he divided his men, chapter 13, verse 15. Abrams men an attack during the night from several directions. The king's army fled, but Abram chased them to Hobah, north of Damascus. Verse 16 Abram and his allies recovered everything, the goods that had been taken, Abram's nephew, Lot with his possessions, and all the women and other captives. So again they recovered all. It reminds me of David in First Samuel 30 when he Loa, who has high spirit, the burnt the city and plundered land, took his wife, his other. Him, he and you know, shall I go up? And God told him to go up, and all the cases wasn't given taken. So Abram and his men went, and they recovered all. Um, and so, chapter 13, 14, Please make that correction in your study. The um verse twenty-two. Abram replied. This is he's replying to the king who said, "You can." um, Abraham says to him, I have some the Lord God most high, creator of heaven and earth. I will a single thread or sandal thong from you. Otherwise, you might say, I am the one who made Abram rich. And I'll accept, all I'll accept is what these young men of mine have already eaten. But give a share of the goods to my allies, Aner, Eshkel, and Mari. I love that Abraham did not did not take or keep what he had recovered because sometimes when people give you things, they want to take credit for how that thing blesses you or they want to take credit for how the thing that they gave you has elevated you or helped you. So we have to be careful as Abram was, when people want to offer us whatever, if they want to offer us whatever, whatever it is, you know, be led of the Lord to determine if you need to take, if you need to receive what is. People want to bless you just so they can say, I blessed sister so-and-so, or I blessed brother so-and-so. So we do have to be careful in our engagement with people and what we receive you know, from other people, whether that's possessions or even a word. We need to be careful about receiving words. Um, from other people. Just just be careful. Just allow the spirit of the Lord to lead and guide you. Amen. Amen. So I respect wholeheartedly what Abraham said here. I want to go back a couple of verses in Genesis chapter 14 and verse 17. As Abram returned from his victory over Kedarliamor, I done said his name like four different times. Out oh, four different ways, rather, and he asked him in the valley of Sheba, that is the king's valley. Then Sodom came out to meet him in the valley of. Oh, I'm just read that. Sorry. Then Melchizedek, the king of Salem, and a priest of the God Most High, brought him bread, meaning he brought Abram bread and wine. Melchizedek, bless Abram, bless him, God Most High, Creator of heaven and earth. And blessed be God most high, who has helped you conquer your enemy. That's the kind of blessing that I'll take. That's the kind of word that I will take. That's the kind of blessing that I will take. Machilzadek, his his word of of blessings to Abraham was sincere. It was directly from the Lord. You can sense and um, discern the uh, anointing and the spirit of peace. Um, and the spirit of encouragement and the spirit of pride that he is the king. You can say his (laughs) his ulterior motive. I'll say it like that, but I'm ulterior. He was a high priest um, of Sodom. And so, uh, yeah, when people bless us, we can tell if it's from the Lord or not. We can discern and know if that person is coming in the spirit of Christ and in this peace or if they are coming like a soothsayer or um like a fortune teller that type of spirit that uh soothsaying spirit or spirit of divination okay so again just be careful about to our to so we're moving along to chapter 15 and he chose read these first few verses in chapter 15 again i'm le- i'm reading in the new living translation the so are supposed to I'm pretty sure at this time, the Bible doesn't say But I'm pretty sure by the moment he settled in. Chapter 50, verse 1, and say, Oh, son, what are all your blessings when I don't even have a son? Since I don't have a son, Eliezer of Damascus, a servant in my household, will inherit all my wealth. You have given me no children, so one of my servants will have to be my heir. Then the Lord said to him, no, your servant will not be your heir, for you will have a son of your own to inherit everything I am giving you. Then the Lord brought Abram outside beneath the night sky and told him, look up into the heavens and count the stars if you can. Your descendants will be like that too many to count. And Abram believed the Lord, and the Lord declared him righteous because of his faith. Then the Lord told him, I am the Lord who brought you out of Ur and the Chaldeans to give you this land. But Abram replied, O sovereign Lord, how can I be sure that you will give it to me Then the Lord told him, bring me a three-year-old heifer, a three-year-old goat, a three-year-old ram, a turtle dove, and a young pigeon. Verse 10, Abram took all these and killed them. He cut each one down the middle and laid the halves side by side. He did not, however, divide the birds in half. Some vultures came down to eat the carcasses, but Abram chased them away. <laughs> the vultures ain't playing no games when it comes to them getting some of they, some of their meal. That evening as the sun was going down, Abram fell into a deep sleep. He saw a terrifying vision of darkness and horror. Then the Lord told Abram, you can be sure that your descendants will be strangers in a foreign land. This is the God um, giving him a prophetic word about their slavery in Egypt. Um, so there'll be strangers in a foreign land and they will be oppressed as slaves for 400 years. But I will punish the nation that enslaves them. And in the end, they will come away with great wealth. But you will die in peace, as a ripe at a ripe old age. Verse sixteen: After four generations, your descendants will return here to this land. When the sins of the Amorites have run its course, and the sun went down and it became dark, Abram saw a smoking firepot and a flaming torch passed between the halves of the carcasses. So the Lord made a covenant with Abram that day and said, I will, or excuse me, I have given this land to your descendants all the way from the border of Egypt to the great Euphrates River, the land of the Kenites, the Kenizzites, the Kadmonites, the Hittites, the Perizzites, the Rephites, the Amorites, Canaanites, Gergesites, and Jebusites. Amen. (laughs) As we say in Christendom, all the ites, God had given that land from Egypt to the Egyptian River to the land of all the ites. That's the land that God had given. To Abraham and I, I misspoke earlier. Uh, God did not change Abram's and Sarai's name in verse. Uh, excuse me, in chapter fifteen, He gave them the covenant in, in in chapter fifteen. He shared the promise with Abram in chapter fifteen. I think the name change comes maybe in seventeen. Yeah, the name change comes in verse 17, so it's a little, I got ahead of myself, so it's a little further down. So verse 16, um, I'm not going to, excuse me, chapter 16, I'm not going to talk much about it. Um, in chapter 16, um, we see, so in chapter 15, God spoke a word to Abram that he would have a son. By the time verse, or excuse me, I I keep saying verse, by the time chapter 16 rolls around, uh, Sarai is weary that the promise is not being fulfilled. She's weary that the promise is not being fulfilled. So she decides to take matters into her own hand. And we know the story, y'all. She gave her um, servant Hagar to her husband to sleep with him. They had a child who was Ishmael and we know that Ishmael was not the promised son he was not the son that the promise of god would be um given to or would be descend or would be would flow through or be given to like i said um he was not the promised child and so, you know, we we sometimes, we do that, y'all, in our humanity, in our impatience, in our fear, in our insecurity. We sometimes take matters into our own hands. God has spoken a word to us. That word has not come to pass in five uh, days and five weeks and five months and five years. And so we decide, well, you know what? We'll just do it ourselves, God. And when we do things ourselves, y'all, you know what? We make a mess of things. We make a mess of things when we take matters into our own hands. And just as God does, because he's a loving father and he understands our humanity, he understands our weaknesses, he understands our struggles. And so in God's infinite grace and wisdom, he corrects our mistakes. <laughs> And so he had to let Abraham know, or Abram and Sarai, no, this is not. No, you all moved ahead of me. You moved out of season. This is not what I said. So let me correct it. So by the time chapter um seventeen, so Ishmael is born. H- Hagar does have a son. Ishmael is born, and y'all then Sarai got got mad and she sends them away. You created this mess, and now you're mad about the mess you created, and now you want to get rid of the mess that you created. So she sends um, Hagar and Ishmael uh, and out. She, like, d- banishes, banishes them from home, the home she knows. And so they're out in the wilderness. Hagar begins to cry unto the Lord, you know, and decides out and go back home, and um, I will miss well. you. Know, God still blessed him. God still spoke blessings and destiny over his life. So even though, um, again, a mess was created, God corrected it by blessing Abram and Sarai with a promised son, but also by giving favor and blessings to Hagar and Ishmael. All right. So then we get into... T- now, Abram was 99 years old. T- oh, excuse me. Let me, let me. let me start over when abraham was 99 years old the lord appeared to him and said i am god almighty serve me faith a blameless life so here God is, is because of the breach of confidence because um abraham decided to do well he sarah decided to do things on her own but abraham abram went with it he, he he could have said no sarah didn't promise. so god had to reestablish his um God had to reestablish his covenant with Abram. And so he says, I am God Almighty. Serve me faithfully and aimlessly. make a covenant with which I grant a nation. When we get out of purpose, when we get out of the will of God and our um you know back, God has to reestablish has to re um establish us and they gave to us. Still still watch out for us, but we gotta. We have to humble ourselves, ask for forgiveness, you know, and come back. Yes, doing with Am. Um, I will make a covenant with you. I will get you at the in the dust. Then God said to him, "This is my covenant with you. I will make you the father of not just one nation, it means a no longer from, You will be known as Abraham, father of the nation. I will give you millions of descendants, of many nations, kings." will be among you, excuse me, kings will be among them. I will continue this everlasting covenant between us, generation after generation. It will continue between me and your, however, excuse me, not however, but you, between me and your offspring forever. And the, yes, I will give all this land of Canaan to you and to your offspring forever. And I will be their God continue to read chapter 17, you'll see that circumcision... Well, let's just go ahead and read it. Let's just go ahead and read it so we can um, understand the covenant that God made with Abraham and the sign of that covenant. So chapter 17, verse 9, your part of the agreement, God told Abraham, is to obey the terms of the covenant. You and all your descendants have this continued responsibility... This is a covenant that you and your descendants must keep. Each male among you be circumcised. The flesh of his. This will be a sign that you and they have accepted this covenant. Every male child must be circumcised on the day It is not all foreign servants all must be signed These will not a covenant is to be served off from the covenant the covenant die. circumcision as the bible says is a cutting of the foreskin um of the penis let's so just say it what it is it is it, it is a cutting of the foreskin um so that so that the, the penis is clean and you can use the bathroom and you know have kids do what you need to do um it just makes uh or clean so this is his hopes were established the bible says without the shade. And no, the Lord shall not forgive the circumcision of the heart. Not the circumcision because the circumcision is heart. Um, I guess I'm thinking about the blood covenant because when you circumcise a child, like I, I don't have kids, I, you know, uh, but but I'm pretty sure there are little amounts of blood, a little amount of discomfort that is going on if my families decide to circumcise their male child. Normally, they do it shortly after the child is born. Um, there is some pain associated with it, as you know, and so I can't even imagine or to be circumcised. I the experience of that. Thankfully, I will um, love Verse 15 is when God added regarding Saraiah you will call her Sarah, and I will bless her and give you a son from her. I will bless her and she will become the mother of many nations. Kings will be among her descendants. Then Abraham bowed to the ground, but he laughed to himself and in disbelief how could i become a father at the age of 100 he wondered because sarah is 90 how could she have a baby and abraham said to god yes may ishmael enjoy your special blessing see here we here we have abraham trying to do god's job <laughs> You're trying to take what God will bear you a son. Now, I can't say if God was getting impatient with God. I can't say if God was, but all God did was remind Abraham of the promise. I said that I was going to give you a son, you and Sarah, from your own loins not your, not her servant's son, but a son between you and her. And that son will be he who carries the promise. But again, we have Abraham saying, will give the blessing to Ishmael. God said, no, you and Sarah are going to be our son. You will name him Isaac. And I will confirm my everlasting covenant with him and his descendants. Verse 20, as far as for Ishmael, so you have caused him to most come a great name, but my covenant is will be born to you and Sarah's here And God left Abraham his presence. He just left his presence. And so again, God between him, that him and Sarah will have a child. They will name that child Isaac and the promise will be birthed through him. Can you all remember a time when God spoke a word? of blessing, a word of prophecy, a word of destiny to you and you took matters into your own hands. I'm trying to think about it, but I'm pretty sure if I think a little further, I can think of a time where I just took matters into my own hands. And so we can definitely learn um from life is life obedience. But we can also and we and we can take courage in that. But we can also learn from about Sarah. It is a good We feel but we are to speak the truth in love. The Bible says speak the truth in love. That's what we've been called to do. That's what we should do. Even if we feel it might hurt the other person. So that truth that we speak at all times. Okay? So we can learn that lesson from Abraham as well. Not to lie. To always speak the truth. And it's got faith. He was a man of favor. He was a man of blessings. And we can take lessons from Abraham's life as far as his relationship with God. He burned um, with him. He built those altars, as I said earlier, to those That He gets into Sodom and Gomorrah and talk about that yet. So we'll get to that next time. Anything more? and his became the founder of the Jewish by others and was courageous in defending his family at all costs. He was not only a caring father to his own family, but he practiced hospitality to others. He was a successful and wealthy rancher. He, used come, But when they were unavoidable, he set the rules for settling the dispute. He was a man of favor and humility. I'll add that in as well. And I want to look at Sarah's life because there are some things we we don't hear much about outside of. we, We have as much about Sarah as we do about Abraham. So listen to a few of her strengths. Sarah was intensely loyal to her own child. She became the mother of a nation and an ancestor of Jesus. She was a woman of faith and she is considered the first woman listed in the hall of faith. Not even not going to say that she's considered. She's not considered, but she is the first woman listed in the hall of faith in Hebrews chapter 11. All right, so we can also learn from some of the areas of growth or areas of weakness that Sarah experienced. She did have trouble receiving God's promise to her. Sometimes when God speaks a word of blessings and promise to us, sometimes it's a swallow because it's so far beyond who we are or what we think we have. For example, if God is speaking that you're going to be a millionaire, but right now you only have a dollar and 15 cent in your bank account, it's kind of hard to receive the fact that you're going to be a millionaire looking at your bank account. But we can trust God, God's God's word because his word is going to go forth and it's going to accomplish everything that he has commissioned it to do. It's not going to return it to him. So I have a little bit of a program, as we used to say back in the day, she got with a program, she got on board and she received the blessing blessing. blessing for also sarah she attempted to work problems out her on her own like when she gave her servant hat or her maid hagar um hagar Hmm, let me get my words right when she gave her servant hagar to abraham she was trying to work it out on her own y'all y'all we can't do it ourselves when god speaks the word let god work the word we don't have to interfere we don't have to add our own twist to it we don't have to help god out god's got it (laughs) God's got it. He's gonna do what he says he's gonna do. We he don't need help from us, you know. And so um, so stop trying to help God out. Let God do what He's going to do. If God said it, if God promised, He's gonna see that thing to pass. Whatever that promise he is, He's gonna see that it comes. You remain humble, obey, and have Him to work and cover for blame with others. Ain't that how we? Ain't that why Eve and we told this one that you gave me? So like you y'all? Let's just take this responsibility. Some confess our faults. God is faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Some of us Abraham. from San Hi, good evening to you. Hi, uh, good evening. And I- she's is- yes, I come to east side. I'm not sure. How, if the, I'm assuming the Jewish people still, uh, were, I don't know about other family people, children circumcised. Like, I don't know if uh, who practice Buddhism is choice or a cultural choice. Um, I know it's a personal choice, of course, I, from your child's male organ to be clean, you know, being it just to me, it's a better option for cleanliness. Um, but again, this is speaking from a person who don't have kids, so you know, to have their child circumcised or. This, Year, I always worked with children with special needs. It was only one year um actually two years that I did not work in a with special needs um uh, with children with special needs, so such so our child children's pool particular child style. of course, that we did the best we could, you know, but it i I, I don't know if he ever got circumcised. he's probably. He's probably out of he probably graduated by now. You know, I don't know if his family eventually got him circumcised or not. I just felt really bad for him cuz I'm just like and his foreskin was hanging like it was all there and you know, we we cleaned him up cuz that's what we do, you know, but it was just hanging and things were there and it was interesting as my ever seen the other children they were outside. so it was the first experience and I was just like this don't look right, but you know what? That's a parental choice, parent preference. Y'all do what y'all got to do. So anyway, so yeah, so circumcision as mom's additional steel. Sure. The evening, y'all, so much for joining me today. I'm freaky, and so I'll try to work on wait, next week's lesson. Okay, I, I will work on. I will work on my technology, um, or or either use another. I will uh, all at the beginning of the on Sunday for Mother's Day and Women's Day. Y'all pray for me. I'll be done. Pray that will his word that he will say what he wants to say and do what he wants to do. Um pray that I will stay surrendered and be surrendered to what the Lord is speaking to us. The word is ready. Like I'm so ready to deliver this word. I almost preached it and I <laughs> word. It's good to me. Let me just say the word has been good to, to me. And as I said at the beginning of the broadcast, the preacher, the teacher is a first partaker of the word. And so the Lord has really ministered to me in this word. And so I'm believing that he will minister to the men, women and children who will be at Women's Day and Mother's Day at evening view, look if y'all if y'all are in Jacksonville, North Carolina, come on to Evening View Missionary Baptist Church. It's on Georgetown Road. I can't remember if it, the numbers, but look it up. Evening view for Wednesday. Join us from us Great Mothers. But ultimately, as we celebrate the Lord, Amen, Amen. So we'll be back in Lord, Lord willing, we will be back. Next Thursday. Amen. We'll and nobody has told you that they love you. I love you. We at Be Free Ministries. We love you. This is Be Free Ministries signing off. Thank you.